but we get it all together and uh, you'll even sound better, Brother Jeremy, and the rest of you. Appreciate every one of you here. I, I, uh, I was talking to Brother Bobby yesterday, uh, Brother Bobby Grill, and I was trying to express my, my feelings about preaching. There are some preaching sermons and thoughts that, man, I can't wait to preach and I'm like, man, they're going to ask me to preach general conference. They hear somebody hears this message. Well, this is not one of them. <laughs> there are some things, Brother Ruck, that you preach and you love to preach. You know it sounds good and it feels good to you. And then there are some things you just like, you know, this is not going to feel too good to hardly anybody. But, but you have to make a decision. Everybody can't be a pew jumping, aisle running, happy, smiling, it can't, everything. You know? So you just have to say, you know what, this needs to be said. <laughs> the, the church needs to be alerted and, and, and told about some of these things and so this is one of them I don't want to play down my message too much but at the same time just want to be honest with you the book of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17 I'll try not to bore you with this we'll just say it and I think if you'll keep your heart and your spirit open I do believe that there will be something in here that you can take a hold of Maybe it will lodge somewhere in your spirit or in your heart. That's the whole key. Amen. I see uh, Brother Josh coming in, the high ends. Why don't y'all just come on up? We're just going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Brother Josh, Brother Josh, if y'all can just make it on up here, we want you to come up to the front. We're going to pray for, pray for Josh. He's one of our very special young people here in this church. And, and uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. We've already prayed, but we're going to pray again. Uh, Josh, you don't look too bad to me. You look, in fact, you look good. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> Amen. We need to, we need a, a miracle hand. We don't even know what we're praying for. I don't think they've diagnosed exactly what the problem is. But our elders are coming right now. You all get the oil bottle out, somebody. Amen. The Bible said, this is this is something that they are even making it today because they were in the hospital all afternoon in the emergency room yesterday. And wait just a minute, y'all, before you start praying right now. I want to say a couple of things. And, but the very fact that they just left and they should be, and he probably should be in bed right now, and probably them too because I'm sure they're worn out, but because uh, of their faith. If y'all will wait just a minute, I will pray with you. In Jesus' name, we got obedient men here. Hopefully I'm going to check it out and just see if they are. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know they're ready. they're ready to get you healed, Josh. That's what the deal is right here. See it, Chad? Come on down here. Amen. But the fact that, uh, you know, it's their faith. It's these high ends. And Josh, it's not ours. The reason I'm just holding on here a little bit, it's just like praying somebody through to the Holy Ghost. It's not the fire coming from my fingertips and the heat. It's not that. It's just my ability to convince them that God's ready to do it and their faith takes a hold of it. Amen. And that's what I'm saying right here now. Amen. The very fact that these high ends left the house, nobody could have said anything negative about them staying home today. If they had stayed and had not come, I'd have said, you know what, that's perfectly fine. Josh is sick, they're all worn out, and that's okay, we've already prayed. But the fact that they made it down here, over here, and in this room, hallelujah, it tells me that there's enough faith, there's enough faith to do whatever needs to be done here. Anybody believe with me? Can we transfer this faith right to Josh and this family right now in the name of Jesus? Church, just stretch forth your hand in the name of the Lord. There's healing, delivering power of God right here in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We command the healing right now. We command sickness and disease and infirmity. Hallelujah. And any disorder, we, dis we take authority over it and we command it to leave. And we release healing, amen, into Josh's body right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. In his spirit, in his body, in the name of the Lord. We claim this deliverance. We claim this glory and this healing, amen, in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise and honor, amen, for this healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah.
Glory Jesus, glory Jesus, glory Jesus, hallelujah. Amen, we wanna, we've already sent word to Brother and Sister Highend. If they feel like they can stay, that's good. We'd love to have them. But if they feel you know, like they don't want to stay, Josh, if you don't feel like you can sit through this, you just head out, amen, be no problem with us. Is that all right? Praise God. The Holy Ghost is in this house in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands one more time. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Old familiar story here. First Samuel 17, 45. If you'd like to stand for the, you know what? Now I'll tell you what, we're not. We're going to do, do this different. I got scriptures, but they're all in here, so we're not going to make you stand. Look over and smile at somebody. Amen. Tell them how glad you are to see them, how good it is to be in God's house. Hallelujah. Amen. We used to say, ain't God good. That's how we used to do it. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. And just make yourself comfortable, but keep your spirit and your ears open. First Samuel 17, 45. Amen. Uh, 17, I just, I won't even read that part, but in 1 Samuel 17, David faced the giant, you know the story, and said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Boy, I love that language. I love how he talked to the enemy. It, wouldn't, it wasn't, oh my goodness, this is on me again, and oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? No, amen, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I, I love that, I love that approach to facing your trouble, amen. Somebody said if we go down, we're gonna go down fighting. We're not gonna give up, we're not gonna quit, amen, because God is on our side and if he be for us, who can be against us, amen. Hallelujah. This is all familiar. This is all stuff that's familiar to us, but maybe we'll say something that might help us. David, the Hebrew is pronounced David, and it means beloved. David was the young shepherd brought from the sheepfold and anointed by Samuel to be king of Israel. You know the story. Born in Bethlehem, this handsome, red-haired, now the King James uses a different word, uses the word ruddy, amen, uh, this young man launched his name into the whole world by killing a giant. Something that would have stopped and was stopping everybody else in the Israel army. Who can forget the day when David killed the giant with a slingshot to add, you know, to the glory and the honor and the, and the oddity to this thing right here. It's perhaps the most popular story in all of the Old Testament. Children know this story. People quote parts of it. News commentators use it in describing David and Goliath. Amen. When no one else in Israel was brave enough to stand up to Goliath, David did. Amen. David was a believer. He believed that the same God who was with him yesterday would be with him today. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is scripture, folks. And this man believed it, or this boy. Amen. Whether it was the mouth of the bear, the paw of the lion, God would give him victory. That's what he believed. Goliath fell before a boy named David. Witnessed by thousands. And I'd like to add in, including the enemy, they saw it. You know the enemy's watching too, folks. Amen, it's not just that God's watching. The enemy sees what you do and how you do it. Years later, when David was about 30 years old, the tribe of Judah, little tribe all by itself of Judah, made him king. Seven years later, the remaining tribes of Israel joined in recognizing him as their king also. For 33 years, this Benjamite, Benjamite uh, ruled over uh, Israel. His kingdom stretched from the Nile to the Euphrates River. Pretty good, pretty large, amen. Two of David's sons, and I'm just skimming here, Solomon and Nathan are the, 
the fork or the twin genealogies of, of Christ found in Matthew 1 and in Luke 3. When you get to reading in the beginning of the New Testament, you find all these genealogies and all these names that you can't, can't uh, pronounce, amen. But David was a forefather, if you'll follow that through, to another child born in Bethlehem. And that's why we call him the son of David. It's the Lord Jesus Christ was also born in Bethlehem, amen. On in David's life. Now, this is a part we want to get to that we feel like might be beneficial to some of us. Amen. His past, he's past his prime now. He's not a young man anymore. He's won and lost many battles. He's done a lot of good, and he's also messed up. But another giant named Goliath came on the scene. Hallelujah. Now, he killed Goliath. Now, I don't think this was Goliath raised from the dead and come back from the ground. I don't think that's what it was. Amen. But his name was Goliath. Hallelujah. This giant was somehow related to the first Goliath, uh, maybe a son, a cousin. Now, the King James just says it, uh, that it's the brother of Goliath. But it's, if you notice in your King James, it will be in italics. In other words, it's italicized. That means that the commentator put that in there, but he wasn't in the original. If you go to the original, amen, it doesn't say that. What we do know is that he was one of the four giants mentioned in scripture. And he was big, he was strong, he was intimidating, and maybe we don't, we're not facing a physical, uh, literal giant, but every one of us in this room, we know what it's like, most of us, if we've lived any length of time, amen, how intimidating something huge and large and ugly in some cases is, amen. So this is what this is a type of, amen. And so, you know, it, it, it was something that he couldn't normally, a person could not get around this. But Second Samuel 21, starting at the 19th verse, and there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines. Always a battle and always a fight. It's like you never totally get victory, amen. When uh, the battle with the Philistines, where uh, Elhanan, the son of uh, Jerarjim, and I'm probably just butchering these names here, but he was a Bethlehemite, and he slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. He was big. His spear was big. Amen. And again, intimidating. The original Hebrew leaves out the italicized words and simply reads, the Bethlehemite killed Goliath the Gittite. Now, I'd rather just stick with, you know, and it could have been, he could, they could have been the first Goliath's brother. I don't know, but, but uh, it doesn't say that in the original. Enemies sometime, it, it, this may be say a whole lot to you in different things, and that's okay. But, but here's what it says to me. Enemies sometimes come back. Brother Ruck, sometimes enemies just reappear. Now, it's not that David didn't do a good job you read that story and read it carefully about when he met Goliath, the first Goliath, told him what he was gonna do. I'm gonna feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. I'm gonna cut your head off. The whole world is gonna see it and know about it while Goliath was cursing and swearing and angry because they sent a boy out. This boy with a slingshot did exactly, amen, what he said he was gonna do. So he did a very good job of taking down this heathen. Cut his head off and he didn't just leave it there. He took that head and took it to the king. No matter how ugly and bloody and smelly it might have been, that's what David did. Sometimes we bury our victories too soon. Sometimes we just let them go and did that, but, but he had a victory, amen, and it was, it was performed very well. Nothing wrong with that, but, but it doesn't matter how good you do it, doesn't matter how much you talk in tongues, doesn't matter how much oil is poured over you or the situation, sometimes, amen, these enemies will come back again. They will be raised up. Brother Green and I were talking about it yesterday. Amen, I, it's been a long time since I read a Louis, amen, a Western, but, but it's kind of a theme in, in there. You know, you see the, the, the guy that he's minding his own business and somebody, somebody braces him with a, in a gunfight and, and, and just in, in a, a smidgen of a second, he outdraws the guy and kills him, amen. But he comes to find out, somebody comes up, amen, and says, you know what, this guy's got four brothers. 
and they're all meaner than he is and faster with a gun than he is. And I just heard they're on their way. <laughs> it just seems kind of to be the story. They're coming with vengeance. Yeah, because you may kill a devil and you may drive him out. Amen. But, but, you know, he may have some cousins and some brothers and they hear, you know, they'll rise up. It's just kind of the way life is. Amen. This, this first, you know, this first Goliath came alone. And David got him. He took care of him, took him down. But this time, Goliath came in a four-pack. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> when problems reappear, I don't mean to play it down. I don't mean just shut you down from your shouting and running yells. We'll shout, maybe. All right, but you just need to get this. Amen. When problems reappear, they often come back stronger than before. This is the part I didn't want to tell you. I want to just shout over this and say God's good. There's nothing impossible with God. Amen. And he's good all the time. And we've got the victory and revival is available to whosoever will. I just like to preach that. But, but you know what? This is the part I have, I have to tell you. The enemy is mad. He doesn't like what we're doing. He'll raise up somebody right here in the church that's got an old grudge, won't let it go. They're going to be mad about it until they die. And we're just stuck with them. You can preach, pray, shout, weep. You can do whatever you want. Amen. They got a hold of that and it's got a hold of them. They won't let it go and it'll just rise up every once in a while. You'll just have to pray through it. Amen. Jesus told, an unclean, told of an unclean spirit who left a man. And when he returned, read this. In the New Testament, when he returned, he brings seven more back with him, devils even worse than himself. Oh, I thought we prayed them demons out of there. I, I thought we, I thought we swept the house, and we did. We did it. We did it right. Amen. But it doesn't change the fact that the enemy doesn't give up, and he keeps coming back, and he'll try, and he'll try again. The simple truth is, nothing ever stays one. Now, that's a principle that every Jesus name, Holy Ghost filled Pentecostal ought to get. I remember praying through as a young person. I remember feeling like if I get enough of this Holy Ghost, if I get in the altar and let them lay hands on me, and then, then I'm just gonna take care of some things once and for all. Amen. It'll be done. And it, no, no, it didn't work that way. Amen. I remember when I faced the district board in Louisiana and, and they passed me and I passed the test and, and, I, and I got my local license and I moved on to general life. In every case, I think, man, now I'm in position where I'm in charge here and the enemy's not gonna mess with me anymore. And, and, and I, you know, he knows who I am now and I have not only the authority, I have paperwork. I have license on my wall right now. Anybody can walk in as proof I've read my Bible all the way through. <laughs> but you know, it didn't stop the devil. Didn't I, in fact, I can't tell it slowed him down a bit. So he just, he just, you never, he just never stays down. World War I was called a war to end all wars. Think about that. World War II wasn't too long, it came along. Thousands and thousands of our young men killed and crippled, it's just war, it's just a way of life. There is, there's a sickness, I couldn't leave this out, there's a sickness called shingles. In fact, my wife and I, we're at the age now, we're our, our regular checkup, the doctor tells us about it, we have a vaccine for that right now. I said, hey, where's it at, give it to me. <laughs> I just heard horror stories about shingles. Amen. It, it, it's a very, I've not had it, but I have friends. I know a lot of people who've actually had, you know, the shingles. It's, it's a very painful disease. Fatigue, stress, other factors can cause this virus to reactivate. Chicken pox is for kids. And that's where it comes from. A chicken pox virus. Hallelujah. But, you know, shingles is the adult version a childhood enemy comes back and fights another day. It's somewhere near the spinal 
cord down here somewhere and at some point the, the, the body gets in stress and certain things, you know, that's, that's why, you know, one of the reasons why, not just shingles, but I think there's other sicknesses and other disease that are brought on more so to unhappy people. I'm just not happy. People who are just angry. Sometimes we hide it good. Sometimes we cover, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing good. But things are just not well. And I, I think it's an open gate and an open door or a floodgate for sicknesses and diseases that might be dormant somewhere in there. Amen. Then now we're susceptible to these kind of things. Amen. But, 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 but sometimes old enemies, uh, if I could just slow down and, and, and bring out a couple of points here. Old enemies call for new strategies. I believe what David did can teach us a lesson that give us that'll give us victory in the encounters that we have with the enemy. I, I tend to, to to do this. I'm preaching to myself here. I tend to well, it worked here back then, and now some things are true. I mean, prayer, fasting, you know, worship. I understand that, but but beyond that, for the most part, we need to make some adjustments. We need to make some change. I'm not talking about Acts 2.38, the message of the gospel. We're gonna keep baptizing people in Jesus' name. I'm not going charismatic and going loose. There's a, there's a separation message in the Bible. It's always been there. It's not going away. That's gonna be there. But I'm talking about there's some things that we can adjust. There's some approaches that can be different. Amen. And not just stick back in the back. This is what God said to me. And I'm hanging with it. They said C.G. Weeks, the old superintendent that I first met back in, the, in, in 1970 uh, to get my license, and back in the early part of the 70s, to get my local license, uh, real leader, but, but he, would, he would face off with you about things. And I remember he really pushed for something to, to I can't remember what it was right now, but they tell it on him that he pushed and fought for it. And then finally, in the end, he was actually the other side. And they said, what happened? What'd you, what'd you change for? He said, God changed his mind. We don't allow for that though. Again, it wasn't the salvation message. It wasn't something that was concreted in. It was something that could be. But so we, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we're a little bit like that. You know, we just don't want to let go of it. This is what God did back. No, we can adjust. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This principle can give us the edge. Amen, that we need if we can learn how to make the, this is why the Bible said when the Lord leads, the spirit of the Lord leads and guides us into all truth. We don't have all the truth yet. We know how to baptize folks. There ain't no other way to do it. And we're not gonna baptize anybody any other way than what they said in the Bible. Why are y'all so adamant about the name? Well, why when you go down to the bank, why don't you just put Father, Son, and Holy something other on your check? And just complain, just tell that to the man. Well, you know what? I am a father. I am a son. You know, I am a husband. I'm all, I'm all of that. Well, sure you are, but we need a proper name. And the Bible said there's none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. We're gonna stick with that. We're not gonna adjust that. Oh, we make a big old deal out of it. You know what? When it comes to my soul, I ain't messing around. Nowhere in the Bible ever do you find one place. That ought to tell us something. No disciple, nobody ever baptized using those titles in the Bible. That's why when we get you in that water, we're gonna put you down and call the name over you that's above every name. At that name, every tongue shall confess, every knee shall. Why not do that? Especially if it's throughout the scripture. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It seems to me like baptism is a deed. There's such a spirit nowadays. We have to understand that, amen, that, that goes with that. My cousin was fighting against baptism in Jesus' name, and here's how I said. I finally said, Dwayne, I said, what is it you got against Jesus? I already knew that he prayed in the name of Jesus. When he blessed his food, he did it in the name of Jesus. Everything was about Jesus, and they was among the charismatics, and they would use this statement, Jesus is Lord. Oh, he is? Why do you keep avoiding baptizing in his name if he's the Lord? What do you have against Jesus? Uh, I ended up baptizing him. Hallelujah. Mighty well. Amen. So, so, so we need the edge. We don't need to play games with the devil. Listen, 
David didn't go back and get his slingshot and those four smooth stones and say, you know what? It worked back then. I killed that family. Just, he could have. He, he, he didn't do that. That worked back then, but this was a new day. Amen. Was there ever a time when Israel marched around the city other than Jericho? Maybe some of you Bible scholars can help me with this. Maybe it was. It just kind of popped in my brain and I jotted down the note. They could have said, you know what? That's how God gave us Jericho, buddy. It worked in. That's what we're going to do. So y'all get together. We're going to get everything. We're going to start. No. He did it then, that one time, and then he changed a little bit. We, listen, God's got to keep us flexible and versatile and, and, and willing. We, we can't get stuck back in the 50s or the 40s just because I'm glad it did work back then. But that doesn't mean we need to do it. Amen. It's like they used to say the old cave people. They said that's how they learned how to cook the meat. They said the pig was in the pen. They all ate them and lightning struck and burned down the, burned down the, the, the hut with the pig in it. And they said, we're not going to waste this pig. We're going to eat it anyway. And they liked it so much that every time they wanted pig, they built the pen out of straw and all kind of stuff and fired it up and burned down the, the thing with the pig in it. <laughs> Just a story. I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> no, you don't have to burn the house down to have bacon. You can, there's other ways to do that. Hallelujah, amen. But a new strategy was needed. Adjustments were needed. Church Pentecostals, I'm talking to us right now. We get a hold of something and we say, God told me this. I'm not doubting that God told you that. I'm not doubting, we're not gonna let this go. It's what God said to me. You know, it's like the guy that couldn't get the Holy Ghost, Brother Johnson. Word had come from somewhere. It was an independent, wildfire, crazy church many, many years ago. And I remember Brother Nugent came by and was preaching this revival. Amen. And, and somebody told those people they were against the UPC. They said, you can't get the Holy Ghost down there. I mean, they were, they were backwoods, wild. These were loggers. It was, it was two brothers, but big, big guys, really tall. They ran the saws and stuff. You'd want to get in a fight with one of them. You could hit him hard as you could and it wouldn't hurt him. You know, and so this guy was just praying, and I, and, and I, he couldn't. Everybody was getting the Holy Ghost. This big tall guy couldn't get it, and I'd already heard the rumor. Somebody said, uh, you know, he said, "Why? What's the deal with this guy?" And I said, "Well, they told him at the other church that he couldn't get it." You know what? A plant, a seed of doubt and fear can be planted. Right. And here he was in an altar, people receiving the Holy Ghost, being healed, and he couldn't get it. Now, this is for somebody right here. I hadn't told this story in a long time. Amen. <clears throat> and I feel it just really needed right now. And here's what Brother Nude, as soon as I said that, he said, oh, God told him that? And I said, yeah, that's, what, that's the whole problem. And he said, get me a chair. Now, Brother Nugent's 6'2", but this guy was even, he said, get me a chair. And he said, God's fixing to speak again. God's going God's to speak again. I brought the chair and he stepped up in the chair and got in the guy's ear and I don't know what he said to him. <clears throat> but the guy started speaking in tongues. Praying him through to the Holy Ghost. I believe today the, the, the enemy will take something that God said to us and I don't doubt that God did say it to you. But, but we've never learned how to make adjustments. That's what they've got. That's why there's bishops and pastors and elders, amen, leaders in the church that God will speak through. Remember in the 15th chapter of the book of Acts? I've been on it lately. When they said, somebody came through and said, you have to be circumcised or you can't be saved. You know what? They went back and that was an Old Testament thing there. Nobody had dealt with it much. Amen. But we were in grace dispensation now. Amen. And they, they said, we're going to pray about this. The council came together and they said, it seems good to us and the Holy Ghost <clears throat> that you don't have to do that. And they named three things. Amen. Abstain from meat that's offered to idols. Don't fool with blood. And don't commit fornication. But it seemed good to us. What, who's us? Us is the council. It's the general board that was together. Amen. But you know what some of us will do? We'll hold on to something. This is what God told me. What about the elders that God put in the church? What about the men that God... 
called, amen, and he set aside for prayer and fasting and study of the word. While you're on your job working, while you're doing whatever you do during the day, guess what? These men and myself, we're praying and we're asking God to help us and give us direction and a message, amen. Put, a, put anointing on us, give us a move of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to somebody right now, amen. You need to trust the men of God that God's put over you. Amen. So a new strategy is needed. What? Adjustments. Just before our text, we read that David did something that was long overdue. Help somebody out right here just a little bit. In 2 Samuel 21, verses 12 through 14. Amen. Verse 12. And David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of, of Jabesh Gilead, which had uh, stolen them from the street of Bethlehem where the Philistines had hanged them. It was a gory, ugly war going on here when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. Verse 13, and he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. Verse 14, and the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son buried they in the country of Benjamin in Zelah in a sepulcher of Amish, his father, and they performed all that the king commanded, and after that, God was entreated for the land. It pleased God that he just took care of that. Number one, guess what he did? He buried yesterday. This is a brand new day, folks. I've already established and qualified the fact that we're not gonna touch anything, amen, that, that's, uh, you know, the absolutes in the scripture. We're not gonna mess with that, all right? But when it comes to personal things, issues that some of us get along the way, I'm gonna pick this up. Listen, I don't have to worry about the standards of the church, Brother Green, I don't, you know, that's already been settled and set. And nobody's going around with a magnifying glass and nobody's gonna be the police and check on you how you do and what you don't do. That's not what our job is. We are gonna teach certain things. I don't have to redo all of that. It's already been set and already been done. Kind of like Bishop Wright. Brother Wright, what'd you do when you went to a different church as a kid coming up? He said, I just found out what the preacher believed and then I just did that. That's too easy for some of us. We couldn't have as many issues in our life if we did that. That would be called submission, and we don't want to do that, that's for sure. Amen. That'd be giving up. That's what Jesus did for us. He surrendered his whole body and his life on the cross to a bunch of heathens and a bunch of thieves. That's what he did. He set the example. He didn't do it his way. That's how you have revival. And I'm gonna tell you, we need to bury some things. There's all kind of messages we can get out of here in types and shadows. I'm, I'm well aware, and I don't wanna to try to add something in here that's not here, amen. But, 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 but if you want victory over a giant today, then you bury yesterday. That's how you do that. You get victory over it. You lay it aside. Amen. Some of us are struggling with things right now that happened to us years ago and weeks ago and months ago. Let that go. How do you do it? You bury it. You put it in the ground. Concrete it in if you have to. Don't let it out. Amen. Please notice that David took his painful memories. That's Saul. That's his remains. You remember Saul throwing the, he hadn't even been in, the, in his house very long. Amen, he's playing his instrument, amen. And an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul. It was called jealousy. That's why the Bible said jealousy is crueler than the grave. If you read that passage, you'll find that the hand of the Lord was upon David, just a young warrior, after he slew Goliath, amen. And Saul put him over a thousand men. And when they would come in from battle, that was the custom, amen. The maids would gather along the streets. They would have a parade while the men were coming in in all of their shining armor. And the maids would cry out, amen. You know, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his 10,000s. They would put David up above. They loved him, amen. And it made Saul jealous. That spirit's still around, amen. It'll come out on people every once in a while, but it's crueler than the grave. What do we do? We bury it. Yes, we get rid of it, yes. amen, and move on, amen. He buried everything, amen. So let, me, let me finish this right here. Saul, he buried Saul's remains, 
amen, because that was the hurts and the pains and the fears and all the stuff, the false accusations, and his pleasant memories. Remember Jonathan, Saul's son? They were very, very best friends, close friends. Jonathan loved him, amen, amen. But he buried Jonathan's remains. He buried it all together. So what, what did he do? He buried everything that was associated with yesterday. Amen. This is how we did it in our old church. Who cares? Back in our church, this is where we did Who cares what you did? Psychology 101 will tell you don't do that. You don't do it. You may have did it, but that ain't, you don't bring that up around in a, on a board or in a committee meeting and start telling, this is how we, this is how we did it. Where I, I don't want to care about your church. Is that too heavy-handed? <laughs> let, let, let's learn something here. Hallelujah. Amen. So he buried some things. In other words, he didn't just set them aside where he could get to them real easy. Oh, I, I, I'll pray a little bit in the altar, but I'm going to keep this in reach in case I ever need it. No, he buried it. Amen. So all this, he buried the good, he buried the bad, he buried the beautiful, he buried the sweet, he buried it all. Amen. Reminding ourselves of yesterday's hurts will not help. I'm just gonna bring it up every once in a while. I, I have to believe that there's some folks who really they're sadistic somehow in their spirit and they want to hurt. Oh, look how bad I, look how sick I am. Look, look how bad I've been treated. I ain't caring about that. Nobody else does either. <laughs> Hallelujah, just a little word of wisdom right here. I don't want to know how bad you hurt. I hurt a little bit myself. Ooh, just hurt, caught me right here in my... <laughs> Where it is, hallelujah. You know what? Only those who have lived a while understand this. When David was a youth facing Goliath, he pointed to his past victories. Remember that? I killed the lion, killed the bear. But now David is old. He knows that the past predicts nothing. Oh, we can look back, reach back. You know, it's not a major thing, though. Yesterday doesn't have the answer. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching right straight to some people here right now, including myself. His answer, just bury it. Amen. They hurt me. Bury it. Listen to what they said about me. Bury it. I, I, I'm trying to help here. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to help. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Bury it. Amen. But you know, the, I want to answer that another way. Oh yeah, everybody does understand. <laughs> and they're tired of hearing it. Listen, old enemies, they don't fear your memories. They don't care about your sentiments. So just bury it. I'm talking about somebody breaking out in some joy. You know, because those things will keep you from shouting. They'll keep you from smiling. There'll be no joy, which means there'll be no strength, but yet we sometimes we can be, you know, uh, deceived into thinking like, oh, yeah, I got to, you know. But, you know, we don't know. We, we kind of like Samson sometimes. We don't know that we lost our strength. Samson was unaware when the enemy, he didn't even know he didn't have any strength. Sometimes we think we flex our spiritual muscles and we're just as powerless as we can be. I don't want that to happen to me. Hallelujah. Number two, or, or a second strategy to face old enemies, we have to accept change. It's kind of closely connected to the first one. Second Samuel 21, 15 and 17. I'm, I'm moving. I know that, yeah, it's getting right close to time for me to shut down. So just bear with me just a few minutes here. Amen. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war against Israel and David went down and his servant with him and fought against the Philistines and David waxed faint. And remember, he's old now. He's got to leave. He just don't have the, what he used to have. Verse 16. And Ishbi Binab, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of bread. Big deal here, all right, amen. In weight, 
uh, he being girded with a new sword, something else, had a little new technology. I don't think it was just a short sword just like everybody. I think the reason he brought out that new sword was it was something new and brand new. Nobody had one like it. It was very dangerous. Something new coming on here. Amen. Amen. Verse 17. Amen. He, was, he thought to have slain David, but, but Abishai, the son of Zariah, uh, secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear to him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle. Amen. That thou quench not the light of Israel. In other words, you are, you are representative of our anointing and the blessings of God. Amen. It goes all the way back to Samuel pouring that oil over him. Amen. So there's nobody yet until Saul does that again. And so we're not letting you go out again into battle. We're going to protect him, which was something, amen, to say about these men. David tried to fight as he did before. We're talking about you have to do some things different now. But the old way didn't work. The glory of the young men is his strength, the Bible said. But David was no younger, no longer younger. Amen. He wasn't young anymore. He waxed faint in battle. Things have changed. The giant has a new sword now. You don't have to like it. You don't have to approve of it. But you do have to deal with it. No need in getting angry about it and mad about it. No need lying about it. Oh, I'm not old. Yeah, you are. You my age, you are. <laughs> Just cover it up as long as we can. Hallelujah. But, but we deal with this thing. Otherwise, you'll be marginalized and you'll be set aside. David accepted the fact that he had changed and the enemy had changed. Amen. Notice where the acceptance led him. It led him to looking to others. This is probably the main part of my message right here. But Abishai, the son of Moab, read the 17th verse again. Zariah secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him when the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. The last thing we need is a stubborn, independent, I don't care when anybody says, this is what I'm gonna do, amen. I see a lot of suffering families because of this. I see shipwreck because of this attitude. I see pain because of this kind of stubbornness, amen. Amen, we have to, we have to learn how to adjust and if somebody can come along and do the job better than we can, amen, just let them do it. Bless them and you can do it. You can have this, this anointing. You can have this blessing. Amen, amen, amen. Number three, in order to kill this giant, we have to trust others. This is, all these are closely related. Amen, David surrounded himself with men loyal to him. Last person we need around us, somebody, amen, that you can't trust. Some, listen, listen, if you, if you head out of here, that's fine with me, God's running this thing here, but for you, we'll do just fine, amen, but, but you need to learn how to get some glue on your feet and the first trouble and trial and the first little giant that you meet that you don't feel like, you know, you gotta go somewhere else. I need to, you know, I got a lot of worries. I don't, I already on me are concerns, amen. I don't need to worry whether you're gonna be here or not. Just take that out of the way. These men sitting up here, I don't worry about whether, you know, there may be other things that, I, that I, I'm concerned about, but I know they're gonna be. In fact, they're here before I get here every service. They done turn the air on, turn the lights on, unlock the doors. If there's any vacuuming to do, if there's dirt around there, you know, somebody done vacuumed that up, cleaned up everything, the coffee's on and ready to go. Amen, they're ahead of me. I don't need to like get here. I still do. I did it today. I do it every service. Oh, Lord, let so-and-so get here. Let so-and-so come. See, I, I don't know if they're going to be here or not. I'm preaching leadership right now. Abishai, David's nephew, killed giant, uh, killed one of the giants. Uh, another guy who I can't pronounce, pronounce his name slew the giant named Saf. Uh, Elhanan, a fellow Bethlehemite, killed the new Goliath. And Jonathan, another nephew, killed an unnamed giant. David, you will always be remembered as the giant killer. Nobody's trying to take away what you did for God. That's what we do. Amen. Somebody, oh boy, I laid hands on them and they just, boy, it just happened to them. Could you get over yourself? Hallelujah. 
So David, you have the credit, but learn what God is trying to teach you. Another Goliath has risen and you will not defeat this one alone. That's what I'm talking about. He's coming back stronger. He's coming back with help. Amen, you'll need a team for this one. This is what brings me to this point. We need a church. We need a group of people. We need faithful men and women. We need help from each other. You might kill a giant by yourself, but you can't kill two or three or four. Come on, let's clap our hands right now. Let's, let's all stand together. Sister Melissa, if you'll come and help me just a little bit, amen. I said, you will need a team, David, for this one. You, you know, in fact, he almost got you, amen. We, we find similar advice in Paul's final letter to Timothy. Folks, this is throughout the scripture. 2 Timothy 2, verses one and two. Amen. Thou, thou therefore, my son, be strong. This is all in the New Testament and in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Number two, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. What are you talking about? I'm talking about letting go of some things, burying some things, and delivering some things to other folks who can do it better than you can do it. Just cause God used you one time and spoke to you one time or spoke through you one time, that doesn't mean that you have to hold on to it and just move out of the way. David learned that no matter how strong you are, you need others. Somebody hear me right now. You think you got it? No, you do not. No matter how gifted and intelligent we may be, we need others. I know, every church has them. Listen, I, I, I fellowship and associate with preachers all over this whole country, amen. Listen, we're not the only church. I'm not certainly want to, not trying to make anything out of nothing here. The church is doing well and doing wonderful. But, but there's always people, they just gonna go so far in, no, no, this is what I'm doing. But they miss out on the, on the blessings of the Lord. Amen. The good things that God's provided, the peace, the joy. People, people are, I, I can look at them and tell. You don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be a psychiatrist or psychologist. They're not happy. And most people are not happy at home. I tell people, I say, don't take that personal because they disagree with you. I said, because if you could follow that person home, they ain't having fun at home either. They ain't agreeing with nobody there either. You could go to their job, their workplace. They have, people don't like the way they act there, they know it all and they got it all together and they won't change, they won't adjust. So every, so, so, so that way you can just say, you know what, hey, that's just kind of the way they are, you know, so you can't change that. God has to and they have to. Hallelujah. First, Second Samuel 21 and 22, these four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Notice, put David up at the top. But the others, they killed some giants too. Victory tastes just as sweet when you teach someone else to conquer. That's why we have to let things go to our sons and our daughters. We have to turn things over to people. You know, I said it the other night on Wednesday night. He's not gonna be like me, thank God. He's not gonna preach like me, act like me, do like, he's not me, amen, amen. Trust God to help them as he helped you. My children may totally ignore what I preach or teach. So I have to learn how to trust God to use someone else to reach them and bless them and touch them. Oh, but I'm spiritual and I'm the bishop. Who cares? They don't look at me that way. They look at me as daddy. And they know every fault that I have. The bottom line is we got to slay this giant. Are you still holding on to yesterday? Bury it. Are you still resisting change? Surrender. Are you still standing alone? I got this all by myself. Learn the power of saying, this is simple, amen. Learn the power of saying, please help me. Somebody be a killer for somebody to say that. You know, No, no, that's what we have to do. I need help. Hallelujah, I don't have it all together yet. The Bible said one can put a thousand Two can put 10,000 to flight. One can, I'll close with this statement. One can defeat a giant. Already said that. Together, many giants can be defeated. Nobody's trying to take anything away from your supernatural 
spirituality and what God's done through you and what all he said. I'm not trying to take anything away. But if you'll join with some other folks, some other believers, amen. Hallelujah. There's no telling what can be done in your life. No telling how much joy, no matter how much peace. Amen. What I'm simply doing, I'm reaching out for somebody right here that just struggled. I don't know what happened to you when you was a child. I don't know how you was abused. I don't know if you've had problems with husbands and men. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not digging into all of that. I'm just simply saying, amen, let's just surrender. Amen. Let's bury some things. Let's expect some change. Let's be willing to, to, to give and take a little bit. What that will prove to us let me, let me say it this way. What we prove to everybody when we hang on to this is that we don't have a lot of faith. While all the time we're claiming, ooh, I got a lot of faith. I'm a, no, 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 no. You are proving by your actions otherwise. When you let things go, hey man, I'm just scared to death to do this, but I'm gonna let go. I remember putting our kids on the school bus. Hey man, little fellas. Big, big deal. Sending them out in a heathen world. What do you do? I'm just trusting God. Put them on that old big yellow bus. Sister Jan down on Nicodin, down on uh, Louisville Road. Now, Laura had already started school, but Chad started there and Amy started. I'm, and I watched probably Chad too, but I watched Amy. The step was too high and she had to put her knees up on and climb up in the bus and watch that bus drive away. She was a baby. God, we dedicated that child to you. Some folks hadn't let go of your youngins yet. You think you're, you're gonna hang, you're gonna mess them up big time. You better trust God. And you know what? And the kid knows you trust him too. It requires faith and trust. Amen. To do something like that. Hallelujah. I better get off of this. Jesus' name. God, thank you for your wonderful people. God, thank you for allowing me to preach to the sweetest, most wonderful people in the world. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for bringing everyone else here. Thank you for putting us together, Lord. And together, together, we shall defeat the enemy, the giants of this world. We, we, we understand, God, that we need each other. And that's why you put us together in a church. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, bless your people. Help us to receive it and help us to be willing to trust you and follow you in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm gonna just leave it at that, folks. Leave it at that. Don't forget the stuff outside. Amen, stop by, give us all your money. <laughs> We're gonna give it to the youth. I want them to have all that they need right here. Amen. It's great being in church, folks. I said it's great being in church. We're gonna, we're gonna rub each other every once in a while. Don't give up. One, one other thing before we get out of here. Uh, Brother Nathan Roberts will be here next Sunday. Man, it slipped up on us. Next Sunday, he does the children's ministry, but he did. He was careful to express to me, he said, it goes beyond the children's ministry. So, so we'll keep that kind of to ourselves. but we need to invite everybody that's got kids and he'll reach their kids and he'll probably reach them. And so very talented man and he's been in ministry for a lot of years and so I'm looking forward. Plan on what plan on getting here, whatever it takes. If somebody's having a wedding or something on Sunday or or a party, just tell them sorry, y'all don't do that by yourself. We're going to church. Amen. Make plans now to be here next Sunday. God bless you. Shake hands, be friendly, smile. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.